Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Subtle Interference. I'm your host, Bob. I'm your other host, Alex. Joining us today, special guest, Erica. Say hi to the people. Hi, people. Thanks for being here. In your own home. No problem. Took a lot of effort, a lot of, uh, you know, will to get up from my nap. (laughs) Got out of bed. Have a shower. (laughs) Look kind of presentable, you know. I realize this is a audio medium, so the good people don't care, but I care. I don't know. I feel like if I was listening to a podcast and I knew that the person on the other end was like a smelly mess. It would bother me a little no, bit. No, 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 no. That's the beauty of this shit. Same with the voiceover work. I'm not getting dressed. Fuck that. Pajama bottoms, baseball hat, haven't showered for days. Yeah, no, fuck off. I'm in the booth by myself. What does it matter? It's a total stereotype, but it really is true. Everyone who works in radio is, like, supremely ugly. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, At least a little Like, whenever... Ugly. Like, you'll be, you know, like, not anymore, but when I was younger... Not that I'm not that any of us are fucking old, but when I was younger and you'd be listening to like sports radio and you'd have your people you enjoy listening to, whoever that may be, mm-hmm. and you have no idea what they look like. Right. And then, and then one day you see them and, like, and they're all ugly. <laughs> <laughs> like, like even like the biggest like radio people ever, like Howard Stern, supremely ugly. Yeah. They're all ugly. It's crazy. And we say this with no, you know, qualms about the way that we look. I'm, I mean, I can't speak for you, but I'm ridiculously handsome. I mean, I'm a, a goddess, but, you know. Sure. Sure. <laughs> right back at you. I'm an ogre. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I am exactly what you picture me to look like. Speaking of ogres, what do you think of the first two episodes of the final season of Game of Thrones? Are there ogres in Game of Thrones? I don't know. There probably is. Um, The first episode I thought was a little meh. Um, I enjoyed the second episode. It kind of gave me the character interactions that I've been kind of missing, you know? Uh, it also convinced me that everyone is going to die. Uh, we're recording this on a Sunday, so it's this evening is the Battle of Winterfell. Yep. For uh, Bob and I's take, uh, stay tuned for Beyond the Red Waste. <laughs> plug! Got a plug, man. Need that cross for uh, promotional synergy. I think so. How is pe- Dong gonna know about the other podcasts if we don't tell him about him? I think the Hound lives. I mean, you we don't have so? to. We don't have to go through it person by person. I think the Hound lives. He's got Clegane Bowl still. Yes, until that happens, I think he's good. He's got to go fuck up the mountain. I think. Uh, who's the tall woman? Brienne. Brienne, yes, Brienne's dead. I mean, she is 100% flat out fucking dead. She had her happy moment. She got knighted. She's fucking dead. Or Jamie's dying trying to save her. Or they both die together. Though I think Jamie has some business still down in uh, King's Landing. Maybe they die. Maybe they die together and they get like a nice kiss in or something before they go. Tormund's cries a single tear (laughs) as he watches. (laughs) Tormund was so awesome in the second episode. Is the big woman still here? (laughs) I love that it's. I talked about this on uh, the other podcast, but that's all based on when she came in the first time and he saw her. They're like, he was just supposed to kind of be like, oh, okay, yeah, whatever. But he did the whole heart swell, like eyes like 
and they just ran with it. I fucking love it. He's a great actor. He's delightful. The whole story of him killing a giant <laughs> and then the other giant nurses him for three years or something, That's whatever the story so was. And then he just drinks whatever he had in that uh giant, tooth. like for for he just like drinks it's just pouring long. all over him and they're all just looking at <laughs> like, him like who is this man? fucking lunatic oh it's great and oh. then in the battle for brianne's heart jamie's like you know i could knight you she's like really if i could <laughs> i would knight you 12 times over <laughs> it's like just stop it man you're killing me it's great though <coughs> how are you finding now, it out I yeah, I thought the first episode was just kind of there. It was fine. It was fine. I mean, the second episode was good. I think they're both like on the same level for me. I enjoyed both of them to a similar degree. It's a lot of setup, you know, and then everyone's going to get murdered and right. I'm still wondering cuz I think a lot of people are feeling like, you know, maybe they don't beat the White Walkers in this battle, but they're going to beat the White Walkers and then I think people are feeling like Cersei's going to be the big final end boss. That's kind of what I think is going to end up happening. Like, but I'm wondering, just to set it up, is Cersei not the actual end boss? Is it Daenerys? Well, we think... Because there's a few things here that um, we've kind of thought about over the course of the week. One, the Night King might not even be at Winterfell. The Night King yep. might be flying down to King's Landing to wreck some shop. Um, it's just snow. It's melting snow. Because we got snow here in Chicago yesterday. So any weird bangs or bumps or whatever the fuck, it's snow falling on our house. Um, uh, and then is Daenerys going to try and kill Jon during this battle somehow? Or does maybe she doesn't outright try to kill him, but she doesn't try to save him? She pulls the Batman. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't kill you. I just didn't lift a finger to save you. Sorry, Liam Neeson. Bye. Well, and it kind of seems like in the preview, maybe she's like feeling the battle might be fucked. And she's like, I'm going to take off. You know, you should come with John. And he's like, no, fuck you. I'm not leaving this. Uh, so that might happen. See, dad's convinced that John sits on the Iron Throne. What, what are your thoughts? I think he probably does just because he wants it the least of anyone. Mm hmm. You know, and I think in Game of Thrones, you Hashtag generally miserable king. Yeah, you you generally in Game of Thrones get what you don't want. <laughs> See, I'm still of the mind that we're not going to have a Seven Kingdoms. That each of the lands will be just ruled by whoever. Yeah, so he might just be the king of the north. Yeah, that's po that's possible. That's possible. Or he might just hand that off to Sansa and be like, "Fuck all of this later." You know, we'll see. Yeah, I. I he still do think, uh, it, it, you know, he's really the only pure good guy. And in a story like this, I think any story has to end with a good guy winning. I mean, who who else would win that you would consider a good guy? Because I don't think Daenerys is a good person. No. Well, I don't, just because Daenerys wants it so bad. I She's going to go crazy. Daenerys does not sit on the iron. She's car. right on the edge of going, just falling off the side of a cliff in her mind and being a total lunatic. That scene in the first episode with Sam, yeah. where she's like, oh yeah, you know, I... Uh, she didn't even feel bad. I right, had to kill your pops. And he's like, oh, well, you know, at least my brother, he'll be, he'll be a like, good... Mm, like, yeah, about mm, that. I yeah, might have burned him alive, too. He might have died, too, so... <laughs> 
Somebody ganked him. Sorry. Well, Sorry. And, and again, and the, her reactions to everything are very, like, she's above it all, and she doesn't care about anybody. She doesn't even really care that much about Jon Snow, died to me. And the, the giveaway is he tells her, oh, I'm Aegon Targaryen. And her reaction isn't, I've been plowing my nephew. It's barely it's, restrained fury that someone yeah, has a the, claim above it's her. Very, yeah, very, exactly. Oh, well, you're the first in line male then. That's that's her initial thought. And you could see like in the reaction in his eyes is like, I'm not even worried about that. Right. Because he doesn't give all, a fuck. We're all going to die. He's been worried that he's been banging his aunt. That's what he's been wor- or Yes, aunt, right? It's his aunt. Yeah. Yes. Right? Yes. Yeah, aunt. Well, and also the, the army of death that is yeah. plowing towards them. That's his... Con- but she's of the mindset of just like, oh, everything always goes my way. I always win the battles in the end. So she's just assuming they're going to just smash the dead. And then she's going to go smash Cersei. And because everything's just gone her. It's just like every time it seems like, oh, she's fucked. Something just happens. falls her way right. and happens. And I don't know. I think something might happen. Like she might, she probably in her head doesn't even believe he's a Targaryen. And so what might happen at some point is maybe she orders one of the dragons to kill him. Oh, and yeah. And the, the dragon, dra- like- and either the dragon goes no because he knows that. John's in charge. Right. Or the dragon tries and the fire just doesn't do anything to him. There's also that. Get naked, John. <laughs> dick. Have we even had any dick this season? It's been a lot of tits and ass. Bring on the dick. Kit dick. Maybe. But th- I think one I think something like that could happen. And it would be a pretty cool scene if either of the one dragon looks at her and just goes, yeah. nah. nah. You know what I think is pretty cool about this season right now? Is are is how many possibilities there are, and there isn't a very clearly defined. This is what's going to happen. Yeah, you know, um, it's it's a good unpredictable. Yeah, which is nice. Well, unlike something like Avengers, we'll talk about Avengers later. But I don't think anyone walked into Endgame or anyone who hasn't actually seen Endgame. Everyone knows what's going to happen. Right. And like you said, we'll we'll get into that in, in a bit. Cause but, we... Ga- but Game of Thrones, there is some doubt. And you don't know exactly who's going to live or die. Right. You have some vague notions of who's pretty safe still, no matter what they kind of want to I think Arya bites it. I really don't think so. I think she does. Yeah, I think she's going to get a big revenge. Like, I think maybe she's the one that kills Cersei. Like, maybe she rolls down in uh, uh, Jamie's face and it's like, hey, bitch. Yeah, because she's still Ooh, got, because she's still, exactly, yeah. she's still got the power of the masks. Because so. that also fulfills, because they did talk about the prophecy in the in the show, right? Yeah. Yeah, they did. So you've got, what was it, the Valonqar or whatever the hell, the little brother, mm-hmm. and she always thought it was Tyrion. But, you know, you've read a book before, you've seen a movie, it's probably going to be Jamie. But if Jamie ends up dying, which I'm fairly convinced he will, um, I think Arya is a good uh, replacement for that. I think. Because Bra- Cersei was always on that list. Yes. I think Bran dies. Um, but, and Tyrion lives. 
because you you put a lot of stock in that scene that they had together. Yeah, what did Bram maybe tell the, him? Yeah, what right. did, you know? Maybe that's just too much stock, but um, I, I think he lives. And and Bran's only he's in that like he's in that plot device mode where he's only telling people so much to get them to where they need to be. He's not like, hey, if you do X, Y, and Z, we win. <laughs> you know, it's like. Uh, I'll tell you a little tidbit so you go to the right place. Because ultimately, I don't really care. No, I think he cares. Eh, I don't know. I think he cares. He's just got that, like, dopey look on his face because he's half dead and he's seeing everything that's going on. Look, if you had to fucking play back all of history, you'd be out of it, too. I'd kill myself. (laughs) Just fuck it. This is horrible. (laughs) Uh, Honestly, it would have been woken up in that time period and, oh, I can't use my legs anymore. I just slit my wrists. Now, there is some interesting pieces that we haven't seen at all this season. One, there's Melisandre. You know she's showing up at some point to do something. She's still out there, correct. She's going to show up and do some shady bullshit, I'm sure. As is her want. Uh, Isn't there, like, the big one of the dire wolves with his pack of wolves that might show up at some point? Maybe they show up Uh, in this battle. uh, Areas. Uh, dire wolf, yes. Yeah, so maybe she's about to bite it and the wolf shows up with all his wolves to save the day. That'd actually be pretty sweet. I didn't even think of that. Because um, we did get a glimpse of ghosts last episode. Yeah, just hanging oh, out. Hey! Just hanging out. Just like, hey, dude, what's up? The wolves it's are like here. a statue in the background. Yeah. Well, they always said in the other seasons, they were like, they can either do the dragons or the wolves with the CG. And they always chose dragons. Right. So now yeah. they're got all of the money for this season and they're only doing the six episodes so it's like all right let's go let's go and then the other the other thing i wonder is the leader of the who does who did Arya go train with the assassins uh is it jock and hagar yeah Yeah. he could show up the many-faced man yeah he yeah, could he, could, he could easily show up at some point and pull some bullshit. I mean, he already could have. You know, they brought what was it, the Golden Company over? Maybe he yeah. kills. Maybe he kills her as long-term payback for going against them. I mean, she did bring him the face, though. Maybe it wasn't the face he wanted, but she did bring him a face. We'll see, though. We'll see. Yeah, it was that was always a great actor. I wanted more of him oh, on the show. Oh, he was rad. Yeah, I liked him a lot. Now. For the most uncomfortable scene in the history of Game of Thrones, we must talk about the weird sex scene. <laughs> did you did you see And apparently it wasn't a body double. There well, there was if you look at Google uh analytics and if you Everyone was wondering how old she yeah, was. It, Maisie Williams age spiked. Like well, because huge. she was she was little when they started. She was what twelve? Yeah. 11? Well, her and Sophie Turner were both very young. But I think the difference is Sophie Turner looks like a woman now. Maisie, Maisie Williams looks, looks like a pretty little girl. I mean, she part of that is looks... just that she's short. Right. But it's a weird scene because she looks like she's like sixteen, she and the look... guy she's banging looks like he's forty. This is a very strange scene. Eh. Get it, man. You're going to die. May as well go for it. Or at least it wasn't a rape scene. That was very refreshing, actually. <laughs> When's the last time there was a rape scene? It's been a minute. Because I, I, it they, was like uh, Ramsey Bolton was raping everyone who moved. 
once Sansa got raped, I think a lot of people were like, are you like, really? Can well, that we, was definitely. Can we not? That might have been the last one. Well, because I think a lot of people were pissed off about that. Has there been another one since then? Not that I can recall. Mm-hmm. Was, I that, actually, was that before or after the, um, that must have been after uh, the sex scene on Joffrey's grave. Yes. Which, it might have been actually which the same I think, season. you know, some it people think been, is yeah. a rape and some people don't. Well, here's the thing. It I've wasn't had, intended to be right. I've had a few conversations about that as well. When in the book, it's written from Cersei's perspective. So you're getting her thought process. To me in the show, it comes off as rape. And it's just like, okay, I understand maybe what you guys were trying to do. <laughs> However, you're trying to make Jamie like a little bit more of a sympathetic character. And it's coming across as if he's raping his sister uh, atop the body of their dead <laughs> son. Child. So um, wait, in the, so I, don't, I haven't read the books. In the books, it's not a rape. To me, in the books, it doesn't come across that. Yeah, because again, it's from Cersei's perspective, so you're getting her. I didn't think it was in the show either, but I could definitely see how people thought. Oh it no, was. yeah, yeah. It, uh, to me, it came across as very, very rapey. Uh, that was another one where it was just kind of like, okay, guys, like, I got it. All right, can we... Could we have maybe shot this in a different way? Right. Let's let's pump the brake. But yes, this, San- Sansa 100% got raped. That was that was clearly a rape scene. I still haven't watched that episode because I just, I can't. So, really? Yeah. Like, you knew it was coming, so you just didn't watch it? Yeah. Oh, okay. And then I read about what happened, and I was like, I'm good. Thank you. And I don't think we were doing the podcast at the time. I think we started the podcast in the sixth season. Mm-hmm. So, because, yeah, this is our third year doing it. But, yeah, I just, I'm I got to a point to where I was just like, okay. All right, guys. Yeah, it's not like, uh, you'd never watched Outlander on Stars, right? Uh, no, but I did watch the first season of Vikings on the History Channel. Hmm. I've heard people like that. It's a solid show, but it's another one of those things where it's like, I got it. Okay. Yeah. That, the, so Outlander on Stars is a lot like Game of Thrones, but they're strictly adapting the books. Like they're not varying at all from those books. Mm-hmm. And so I guess in those books, people are just getting raped all the time. Because I swear to God, I'm not exaggerating. If it's like a 14 episode season, every season, well, maybe not the last few, but I would say for the first like four seasons. There were eight rapes minimum of See? men and women. It wasn't like it was mostly women, no, but it just... was it was just rape city. And after a while, you're like, OK, this is having no impact because well, that's the thing, right? It's the same thing with Vikings. I'm like, OK, I understand that we're in a time period that was very, very hard for women. I got that. I'm aware of that fact. I don't need you to keep shoving my face in it every single episode. <laughs> I got it. At Let's one, move on. At one point in Outlander, this evil male British commander or something rapes a boy. And I was just like, this show has jumped the rape shark. <laughs> They've raped everyone now. <laughs> well, because it's like, okay. I get it. Oh, is he is he supposed to be evil? I, I got it, guys. I think we know. Thanks. He might be pure evil. Thanks. Well, and I think it's lazy, too, because it's like there's other ways to show that someone is, you know, a bad person. We don't have to go like result uh, uh, 
uh, I can't think of the word, but go with, you know, kicking puppies and stabbing babies and raping everything in front of us. Like, there's <laughs> other ways of getting that across. <laughs> Welcome to Rape Talk. <laughs> this took a turn. <laughs> hey, I thought jumping the rape shark was somewhat clever. That was solid, Alex. That was solid. Thank you. But no, it's a lazy... I popped, I popped Bob. <laughs> it's a very lazy and tired trope. Just my opinion. Yes, mm-hmm. I agree. I, I really feel, unless the entire point of your story or, you know, a, it's a very key part of a character's development. Yeah, but even that's tired. Yeah, like, it don't, just don't touch it. The other thing is, like, you can kind of, I'll point to Furiosa. You can have it kind of, like, implied and yeah. that this is a shithouse world and she's a woman who has survived it. Obviously, some shit went down. Mm-hmm. I don't need it explicitly been, like, right in your face. Yeah. Like, okay, I got it. Well, and part part of it all also is it's like pro wrestling. There's only so... there's It's all the same stories mm-hmm. just being repeated with different characters. Correct. And TV and movie, it's the same thing. It's the same story being repeated with different characters and maybe there's you know little twists and turns and little changes but there's only so many stories to tell but it does feel like sometimes you know one writer of a tv show sees something and then that sticks in the back of his mind and then he him he or she ends up subconsciously writing the same thing for another tv show no, and I think you can, it, it's, like I said, it's just it's a very tired thing, and it's not something that, it's obviously something that we should talk about it, because it happens a lot more often than I think people think it does, but it, it's, that doesn't have to be the, the end-all, be-all, and character backstories or shit happening to someone. I just remember a few, it was probably like two years ago, maybe, I can't remember all the different various shows, but... Every show I was watching was about not women necessarily being raped, although that was part of it for some of the shows, but it was a lot of shows of like something terrible happens to a woman and she's all on her own and she has to fight her way out of it. Mm -hmm. And I just remember I was watching one of the recent seasons of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and something happened to um, who's the female scientist? Oh, my God. Fitz and Simmons. Yeah. Something happens to Simmons, and it was clearly going to be along that same story path. Oh, and I was yeah. like, oh, my All God, right. another show. Like, I'm done. I'm just done. <laughs> I, I don't need it because it's like there's stuff out there that's plenty entertaining that doesn't rely on those tropes. So, Well, and what's interesting is there's, there's so much content out there right now um, between just the huge amount of, you know, uh, TV shows on networks and – uh, then you throw in YouTube stuff and Netflix and Hulu and all this. There's so much. There's so much, Bob, and all we ever end up watching is Babish or It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Correct. Um, <laughs> and especially with like network shows, like they're just so cookie cutter and they just take whatever's in the... As far as I know, you know I couldn't... I mean, I watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine and that's... Uh, for network traditional network shows that's about it yeah and i think that show's fucking hysterical but but i mean look at look at all uh, the dozens of cop or you know like f- 
Chicago Fire, Chicago Med, Chicago PD, like all these procedural shows, they're all telling the same fucking story. But the procedurals are the shows that do the best. I know. It's crazy. Oh, but you can throw on Law and Order SVU and just let that play in the background for the rest of your life, man. And you'd be happy for it. it, When they were still running on TV all the time, the original Law and Order series was was so good. It was really that the actors were really, really good. Mm -hmm. And every every episode was the same fucking show. It was fine. But it was still great because it was so many great actors. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you go back and you watch those those really early seasons, it's like crazy. <laughs> There's a squirrel outside playing on the power lines. Ah. This will end well. <laughs> <coughs> what else you got, Alex? <laughs> what have you been playing? You burned through Final Fantasy VII again? Uh, yeah, I'm trying to get the... I have my, my party that I'm going to take in to uh, uh, fight Sephiroth, and then I'm just trying to get their their uh, ultimate limit breaks and their ultimate weapons, and then I want to get some of my materia to a certain level, but I'm not going to do all the all like the crazy side quest stuff, because that can take another significant chunk of time so how many how many hours have you dumped into it do you have a you have a guess uh, i think i'm around 30 oh that's not that bad no it's not like we were talking about earlier like i've played that game probably five or six times all the way through at this point mm-hmm. so i i know where everything is i know where to go for the most part so you're not doing a lot of like searching or like Right, you know, well, not only that you know exactly where to go, but you know what the best order to do things right. in is. And I know that if you level up at a certain point, like, I, well, okay, so, no, not spoilers, this game's been out for like 20 fucking years. That game's years. been out for eternity. Right. You so can say I, what you no, want. Eris is in, like, you only have her disc one, so I wanted to get her up to a certain level, so you're leveling up your party, so you're maybe a little over-leveled, so you're kind of powering through some shit that you probably shouldn't be, mm-hmm. but that, that tends to be how I play those games anyway. Like, Pokemon, I'm like, I don't give a shit if, like, water is good electricity. I'm going to have my Pokemon be, like, 20 levels higher than yours, and I'm just going to brute force my way through, so. I haven't played a Pokemon game in so long, you know? Like, I played the shit out of Red and Blue. Was mm-hmm. that in the Game Boy Color? Red and Blue were the originals. I don't think those were on the color. Really? I had my copy was on the Game Boy. Bob's going to look this okay. for us. I just played... Um, they were we on have... original Game Boy? Yeah. Okay, we'll wait and see what Bob's... I can't... He, correct. They were on the original Game Boy. Huh. When did they come out, Bob? Mid-90s? 96. Because I think I had... Well, I don't know if I had blue. I think I had red and yellow. Maybe I didn't have blue. Because wasn't Yellow basically like an expansion? Like it was the same game, but with more Pokemon? Well, it was, you got Pikachu as a start. You could get Pikachu as a starter. And they had, uh, I believe, Team Rocket from the show uh, was in there. Mm-hmm. Like those characters. Because uh, I totally had Yellow as well. Because I was like, well, I have to buy this. I already have the game, but I have to buy this as well. Uh, it was that slippery slope starting there. Um, but no, the Game Boy had a really long shelf life. But I just played, um, we have the Game Boy, what is it called now? DS? You have a 3DS. 3DS, yeah. And I played Moon on there. And it's the same exact fucking game, but it's still a lot of fun. 
Yeah, no, they're they're fun. They're easy to just drain a bunch of time into because you know you go here, you go there, you start getting that loop of fighting and leveling up your Pokemon and getting new Pokemon and then evolving them. Mm-hmm. It's that addictive loop that a lot of games strive to copy. Yeah, yeah. No, well, and Pokemon really like that was one of the origi- the that, that was one of the originators of mm-hmm. that whole idea. Oh yeah. And I don't think I had played any in between then. Well, and very, and once again, very exploitive where, you know, like you'd have red, blue, and yellow and each cart only had like a couple Pokemon difference between them, but you were missing those couple Pokemon, so you had to buy the other ones. Or you had to find a friend who had a Game Boy and had the cord. Yeah. I didn't know anybody with the Game Boy. And you know how the cords are for any sort of a Nintendo product. They all cost a million dollars. Well, yeah, they have to be proprietary and only made by Nintendo. God damn it. Um, you couldn't use a USB cord. That No, a USB wouldn't work. No. It's not like it's a universal cord <laughs> that, you know, almost every single chip maker um, supports. So, shut up, Alex. I was watching some videos about on YouTube about... Um, like homebrew and hacking all the various video game systems to be able to load your own code onto them. Mm-hmm. And I fell down like the deep dark hole of YouTube, you know, and just started coming across some random shit. And this one guy had a video where he goes to GameStop and he buys one of these premium refurbished PS4s. So the thing is like $30 cheaper used than it is new, you know. So if it's like, I I know, I why wouldn't you just buy it new for 30 more dollars? But whatever there's some people like i'm getting a deal yeah premium refurb so he goes and buys one of these just to because he's like uh, a console repair guy that's his job so he just wanted to take it apart and see how the premium refurb was so he opens it up and one there's like he said at the end there were like five to ten screws just missing for some reason inside the console there you go and two the whole console on the inside had a coating of, like, brown because it had been owned by a smoker. So, you know, the Ooh. fans suck yeah, in that gross. shit and just spread it throughout the whole system. And he basically said, like, the amount of time it would take to actually clean all of this off wouldn't even be worth it. Like, it would just be more cost effective to just go buy a new one. Well, I'm surprised that when GameStop... I mean, GameStop doesn't fucking care, but I'm surprised that when they opened it up, it wasn't like, oh, well, yeah. No, they just threw it back but together. But they don't give a shit, right? Yeah, they, didn't, they just threw it back together and uh, sold it. It's and premium. Premium refurbished. That good smoker smell. Then there was another Wii U that was a premium refurb, and the eject button just didn't work. There you go. So that's helpful. Nice job, guys. And so then as a comparison, he goes to Best Buy. And at Best Buy, they call them factory refurbs. Yeah. And the Best Buy one is actually $50 cheaper than a new one. And it was a PS4 Pro. So he opens it up and starts looking around, and he takes the whole thing apart. And at the end, he's like, this is either the greatest like refurbished job ever or this is a brand new system being sold as used. Hmm. So he couldn't tell. He had no way of knowing. Right. Because I guess with Best Buy, when they say factory refurbished, that means it's, in theory, being sent to someone to refurb who's Sony approved. There's not someone in the back of the GameStop just being like, uh... Yeah, this looks good. Uh, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. 
Um, so it's possible it was just refurbed really well. But just interesting that Best Buy's is $20 cheaper than GameStop's, but also way better condition. Well, and $50, then I'd be more inclined. I, I don't know. I still think if you're spending that much money, I want a new system. Just save a little bit more. Right. So. Well, and I know from experience that, you know, if you buy from uh, buy a new system and, you know, the system dies a year out, you know, you, there's a warranty. Well, that's the other thing. Right. And so it, it does crap it out. It happens. How, how many times has it happened to you, Alex? Uh, you know, 45. <laughs> <laughs> were you ever able to get that extended warranty or were you shit out of luck uh i really don't know because my system still says it has it it's strange mm. hmm. i basically my solution was just never use the internal hard drive again that's the <laughs> that's the do-it-yourself solution i came up with so what are you playing alex uh, still a lot of Overwatch. I, I've basically, in terms of what's there right now, I've kind of done everything you could do on the Division 2. So I'm just kind of waiting for another content drop or something, which is fine. I mean, I don't mind having a game that you kind of come back to. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, and I've played it a shitload. I haven't yet a chance to play much more. I want to, though. I've enjoyed what I have played. I got some in-game metal. It just like amazingly was timed with me getting tired of the game, but the metal was play 30 days in a row for an hour every day. And I was like, score. <laughs> I was like, okay. I think it's time to turn this off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thanks game. <laughs> Thanks for letting me know. <laughs> um, but yeah, still a lot of overwatch uh, dealing with the, dregs of humanity on there just the biggest the biggest idiots it's amazing when there's something like a competitive system where you know you're gaining and losing ranking based on wins and losses how people will end up at a rank that they just do not belong in in any way shape or form you know like people who just have no understanding of what's happening around them and you're just sitting there thinking, who carried you to this ranking? Well, I was just going to ask, is that you were on a good team or well, just depending on who you're playing with? It could be. It could just be you've played a lot and gotten lucky or maybe you're just, you know, some people just having a bad day or a bad game. and mm. Or you've gotten carried, you know, like that was the old running joke for a while is you if you were like a mercy main. And you just sat there and pocketed an amazing damage player, like meaning you just healed that one person. That ama- amazing damage player might be able to just carry you up the ladder, which you could see when you look at people's profile. Like, if someone is, you know, like the ranking system goes from like zero to five thousand. So let's say someone one season is eighteen hundred, and they've been eighteen hundred for like five seasons, and then all of a sudden one season they're three thousand. Very unlikely someone improved that much in one season. Gotcha. More likely they got the old carry. Gotcha. Gotcha. You got anything, Bob? Not on Overwatch. <laughs> <laughs> I meant on anything in general. Um, I want to talk about the... Um, so Microsoft announced the discless um, Xbox... Mm-hmm. Um, 
and I think the, what was the price point on it? It's like two hundred fifty dollars, mm-hmm. which is the effective price of the Xbox One S. Well, I think the confusion there. I don't know what the prices are today if it's been fixed or not, but the the guidance from Microsoft has been to retailers has been the MSRP should be fifty dollars less than the disc version at all times. And the MSRP of the disc version is three hundred, which is why the discless version is two fifty. But the problem is the disc version is never actually sold at three hundred. Right. It's regularly sold at two fifty. Ah. So really it should be two hundred on the discless version. I don't know if they've addressed that yet or not. Because if they're so, the same price, it just makes no sense. So if is there any sort of um mechanism in place that if you have a disc version you can get a digital by trading a disc in or anything like that no so that's kind of (laughs) useless well i think i think fifty dollars less for a discless version is actually pretty fair because there's no way that part costs fifty dollars or anywhere close no yeah that part's probably like five bucks a, you know, a, a DVD <laughs> drive mm-hmm. bought in millions of quantities. That's what does that part cost? You know, it's not nowhere much. near not 50. Right. Yeah. Not if you're buying in bulk. Well, I think, you know, it would be. I think it would be a, it needed like if you since the only reason you really need the disc uh drive anyways is to copy the game to the hard drive um and to validate that you own the game right if you could just then if you have a usb disk drive plug it in and let let it use that um i think it would be nice to your point if they had a sort of system because obviously all these dvds have some sort of unique identifier mm-hmm. it would be nice if the you could have a system where the game like the Xbox Live could give you the option of let's say you have Overwatch and you have it on disc and you want to instead of it's like a system where you would transfer the rights of the disc to your Xbox Live profile mm-hmm. and then they would tell you like that disc you have is now a worthless piece of shit like if you put it in any other Xbox, it's not going to read. It's not going to. It's just going to pop up a message like "You do not own this game" or something. It would be nice if they had a method like that of transferring the, yeah. the rights. So you could still play the stuff. You I want. feel like they're going to have to come up with something like that if they actually want people to move to discless. I think they're going to. I think they're already moving people to discless just by having a great service like Game Pass. Mm-hmm. by having game sharing be a thing. As long as game sharing is a thing, I'm going to stay discless because as you just save so much money. I mean, I can't even... I If I like went back and started thinking about all the money I've saved by, do, by game sharing my games with somebody and vice versa, it would probably be some stupid amount of... You know, we're talking hundreds of dollars, if not more than that, you know? See, that's the thing. I feel like th- that's th- the end game there, though, is once everyone's off disc, 
listeners did not see what I just did because, as we already explained on this podcast, um, this is an audio. Uh, this is an audio. Medium. All right, and that's a possibility. But you know what? That's one of those where, to me, it would almost be they would have to either Sony and Microsoft would either have to decide to do that together, like they get together in a dark room and they're like, "Let's kill game sharing at the same time," or. Whoever, right, because if, if one did Because if one does it and the other doesn't, now you really are going to scare people off. Yeah. You know, like if Sony did it and Microsoft didn't. I don't know. I don't think I don't think it would have that huge of an effect because people are tied to an ecosystem. Uh, you know, you I, I think the most people, they either like Xbox or they like PlayStation, and they will find a reason to defend that and the, to why it's better they stay on this system i don't think so though because there was a great exodus between the last generation and this generation because of microsoft's policies Hmm. well yeah but that that was that was a that was a change with a new console generation if they made this change in the middle of the console generation that's a that's a much bigger difference like and microsoft could do that that is literally flipping a switch in the middle of at any point and saying uh, you can't game share anymore yeah but one i one i just don't believe they would do that because i think everyone's question that that would be well if you buy things digitally how do people like how do people on your xbox play because that's the whole reason game sharing exists Mm -hmm. is how do people on different profiles on the same xbox play a game that they own digitally well it's through that at home system that's what makes you able to do that and that's one of the ways they got people off disc Mm -hmm. because obviously if you had the disc you had the disc and anyone on your xbox could play it right see alex i just feel like you you're not looking at this skeptical it's with enough skepticism you, well, <laughs> i think if it, if it was eventually if, they're gonna fuck you if, if it was the activision xbox i think yeah they would fuck you but i think microsoft has had mostly com- consumer beneficial policies for i don't know how many years now yeah but in all of that time sony's been fucking killing them so as long as Microsoft is at a disadvantage to Sony, you're going to have that. But if I mean, look at look at Sony. I mean, they've they've resisted for a very long time anything cross platform because um, it was in their advantage and they had no incentive to do so. If Microsoft gets an advantage and suddenly they're crushing Sony, you know, you'll see that that start to turn. It's possible. I'm obviously I don't think it's you know unlikely or something it's definitely possible (laughs) but will Microsoft ever get that big of an advantage over Sony who knows like we're gonna find out here in a year or so I guess when the new consoles start to come out well and I think Microsoft has to be very aggressive in this one because they you know they got their asses handed to them this generation Um, so they're going to have to be pretty aggressive with the next generation well yeah i think stuff like price and power of the platform will be very interesting to see when they come out because like we've i think i don't know if we've talked about before on this podcast but once sony came out and basically announced that the ps5 is going to have an ssd built in now 
Microsoft has to build an SSD in. Like, if they mm-hmm. weren't going to before, they have to now. And it's pretty much been their commitment that, you know, Phil Spencer runs around everywhere he can and he says, there's never going to be a generation again where Sony has better hardware than us. So if he stays true to that, in theory, this new Xbox will be, even if it's like 1% more powerful, it'll be more percent more powerful than the PS5. PS5, yeah. Who knows what the Xbox will be called? Xbox 2? I want to <laughs> not go with that one. That'd be pretty bad. What are they going to go with this time? Because you can't, okay, you can't use original Xbox because that's the original Xbox. Right. You can't use Xbox 360. You can't, well, I guess you could just use Xbox One and put a new letter after it. But I kind of feel like, I feel like it's going to be a whole new name to signify a fresh generation. Because I don't think anyone wants to make the Wii U mistake. Yeah. No. Yeah. We'll see. It'll be interesting to see what they uh, they end up with. I still think, th- I've said this before, I still think the Wii U's total failure all came down to that name. The name wasn't great. I think a bunch of parents walked into GameStop and Best Buy and thought it was a Wii accessory. Mm-hmm. Well, because it's like, okay, this is a this is a tablet. All right. Mm-hmm. And while I think that there could have been some interesting ramifications uses for said tablet, I don't know that they ever really. I I think they figured that out with the Switch more. Well, you think of you know. Are the Switch and the Wii U really any different though? Other than the Switch has a better form factor, um, the UI yeah. is a lot better. But in uh, but in terms of getting people to buy it, because no one knows that the you the Wii U UI versus the Switch UI. I think the Switch has done a lot better than the Wii U. No, it ha- I'm, I'm, no the Switch has done way better than the Wii U. But I'm saying, what differentiates them? There was an original Zelda on the Switch. <laughs> There's that. <laughs> so, but what, I don't know, what did Wii U launch with? Well, and I think the, I do not remember what the Wii U launched with. Um, I think the portability of it, at least for me, I have played well, right, it on the, the big the TV The Wii U like wasn't once. actually portable. No, you had to be near the actual yeah. system. I mean, you play on, sitting on the couch while we're watching something else all the time. I have never played the Switch on the the actual Doc. television. Yeah. Maybe once or twice when we first got it, like mm-hmm. to play Mario Kart or something. Mm-hmm. But if I'm playing by myself and you're up here doing something, I'll just bring it up. I mean, it's been up here. Like, yeah. yeah. I think I read something the other day that they enabled some sort of boost mode in the latest Switch firmware update. And if you turn it on, I'm sure it drains battery faster. But... um. You get, you know, they, they up the clock speeds, basically. Mm-hmm. So you'd probably smooth out frame rates and stuff like that. Interesting. I mean, Nintendo's been pretty good. I mean, because let's face it, you're not playing anything but first-party games on a Nintendo console. Pretty much. Um, Nintendo games are pretty good about um, optimizing to their hardware. So frame rate's not really an issue um, with that. Um well, and you haven't bought a Nintendo system for graphics or frame rate in who knows how long. I would, uh, well. The last okay, Nintendo sure. system I think anyone bought that was actually there in power with the other systems was like GameCube. Mm-hmm. Oh, I loved the GameCube. The GameCube was awesome. I can't, the GameCube had a great form factor. Like, 
that's the thing. The GameCube was pretty comparable in power to whatever else was out at the time. Would that have been the original Xbox? Maybe. Around then, yeah. I think that was the same. I think that was all the same generation. I mean, just having... I mean, Legend of Zelda The Wind Waker is my favorite Zelda. And Mm -hmm. then um, Resident Evil 4, just those two alone, was like, oh, Captain, my Captain. But even though you can get Resident Evil 4 on literally every other console now. No. (laughs) That's not true. I'm sure it's not on the Turbo Graphics. They're working on it, though, Alex. With the Wii U, what was so disappointing, when, when you first saw the tablet, um... You're like, what? And then, you know, you start thinking about it. Like, if you had, you know, if you had a, a studio that really used it well, like, especially I'm thinking with RPGs and like inventory management, that could have been really a cool thing. But yeah, but they didn't really do anything with no, it. No, it never, it never panned out. Yeah, which was frustrating. There were a couple of interesting, uh, like there was that zombie game where like four people were playing on the TV and then one person was on the tablet and the person on the tablet was the zombie and the other four people were trying to avoid them. I, I heard that was pretty cool, but they're, you know, they're all gimmicky. Um, and that's kind of Nintendo shtick. But do you see what I mean when you think about the two consoles, how the, in terms of just like making you want to go buy it, the main differentiator and why one is successful and the other one was a total failure is the fact that there was actually a new name. I do think that that definitely tied in, and it's especially funny because a lot of stuff that they've released for the Switch is just ports from the Wii U. Also on the Wii U. Mm-hmm. Mario Kart 8. Yep. Port. Uh, Super Smash Brothers. So I think they just added the, a couple the more characters. The new Zelda. The new Zelda was on the Wii U as well, yes. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. Yeah, no. I mean... No, I think you have an absolute... You, you do have a point, Alex, because there's a lot... Of, like, we follow this stuff. We know what's up. But if you're a, a grandparent or something... Yeah. Going, you're not... If you, if you have, like, a 12-year-old kid and you don't play video games and you open up the fucking Best Buy brochure or whatever you want to call it that comes with your newspaper... And you just see Wii U, and you already have the Wii. You're just thinking like accessory, you know. Right. Like especially if you're like around that age, you're thinking, oh, this is like the 32x to the Genesis, right? Or you're a kid trying to convince your parent, no, it's a different system, and they're like, yeah, no, it's not. no, you don't need another system. Yeah, you're good. You're good. It's got the same name. Shut up. Shut up. That was the uh, hardest part growing up, was trying to convince your parents to buy you X game. See, um, it was right around when they started having commercials for Ocarina of Time, and we didn't have an N64. And I was like, it was like September, October-ish, and the game came out in like November. And I was like, it is my life's goal to ensure that I get an N64 for Christmas, Uh and I get this motherfucking Zelda game. So did you employ the Bob method? Uh, I took the song All I Want for Christmas is You and we changed that and sang it ad nauseum to All I Want for Christmas is Zelda. What is the Bob method? Because ours was annoying the shit out of our parents until we got it. His is annoying the shit out of you until he got it. (laughs) I just, you know, you just talk about it endlessly. I mean, it's effective. 
I mean, yeah, you can't. You can't argue, argue with results. You Alex. can't argue with the results. <laughs> no, because it does seem like Bob always gets what he wants in the end. Well, yeah. That always. Name one time. Name something you wanted to buy and you didn't buy it eventually. And if you say anything, you're you're a liar. <laughs> He's got nothing. He doesn't have anything. He can't come up with anything. But it was during like, it was either during like Nitro or Raw when I saw that commercial for the first time. Because I was watching it with dad and I was just like... <sighs> And he's, he's like, like, damn it. He's like, no, we're not getting another system. And I was like, oh, yes, we are. <laughs> Just you wait, friend. Hey, that's a good transition. To, to, did you see, Alex, that CM Punk wrestled up in Milwaukee? Nah, in well, disguise. he did the worst GTS of all time is what he did. Did you see that thing? Oh, it's terrible. He's out of practice. It was not That's good. what we're going with. Yeah, yeah. He just doesn't care anymore. More like no athleticism. <laughs> so you know, Alex, what this means. He's going to AEW. Punk is coming back. Yeah, to WWE. Uh-huh. Oh, wait, Alex. No, no, no. You don't understand. The WWE has actually been intentionally tanking the shows so that when Punk comes back, he can start a new attitude era. And the sad thing is there's people out there that believe the exact thing that you're just saying. Yes. Did you see that from last year's Raw after WrestleMania to this year's Raw after WrestleMania, they've lost 25% of their audience? Wow. That's that great. No. Well, I They heard lost a million viewers in one year. The stock went down uh, significantly because the earnings this quarter weren't. Yeah, I think they lost money for the first time in a long time. But obviously, when all these new TV deals start, they're going to be making oh, no, right, right, more right. money that they can do. Well, I would also argue, though, that it's like you had that John Oliver piece. This doesn't have to do with the stock or anything, but showing that well, they treat their employees like shit. And then you've got Sasha, the shit with Sasha, Sasha Banks. You've got the shit with Luke Harper, where they're talking about actually extending his deal because he was injured instead of granting him the release. Which is just like, what? what is that other than just being petty and spiteful? I, the Luke Harper one is really a red flag for Sasha Banks. That probably is going to scare her into coming back. Because with Luke Harper, you know, he was injured a little bit. So they're like, well, actually, you owe us like eight months. So we're just going to extend that out. And if Sasha Banks just sits, like, let's say she has four and a half years on her contract. If she just decides to sit home for four and a half years, which I don't even believe is going to happen anyway, but let's say she does, four and a half years later, they could just be like, well, you didn't perform your contract for four and a half years, so we're just extending you another four and a half years. Which is bullshit, but... (laughs) The whole thing is bullshit bullshit that you're a so-called independent contractor i mean i go both ways on it on one hand you did sign the contract you knew what was in said contract because these contracts aren't a secret like everyone 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 knows knows about these injury extension clauses everyone knows the contracts are completely in the favor of wwe in all conceivable ways but what they're selling you alex and this is part of it is the dream it's manipulation Sure. Well, and there was also the feeling that there's no other place to go work, especially well, if now, you're a woman. 
I mean, there's and who knows what's going to happen with AEW? We don't. Yeah, know. they could go under in a year. Right. We have no idea. You know, the TV time could that couldn't work out for them. We'll see what ends up happening. But I think the thought process is there's a viable, true, potential for a competitor now. It, they're not the end-all be-all anymore. I think... And it's got to be a fucking frustrating place to work because it's just... Well, they've done the thing where they're... This is why they're losing money. They're signing everyone under the sun because the goal is just keep everyone away from AEW and New Japan. It doesn't even matter if we're going to use them. It doesn't even matter if we want them. We're just going to sign everyone. So they have this really actually a great roster, but the problem is even with all the TV time they have, there's no way you can get all these people on TV in meaningful roles and matches. but even if they did, I wouldn't trust them to be able to do it. Right, but... What you you hope is that the folks who are down in NXT now kind of see what's going on when you go up to the main roster and maybe decide, eh, maybe... Maybe not. This is the reason I don't think Sasha Banks in in particular actually wants to leave because she's been very quiet and very like cryptic about the whole thing. Mm -hmm. I think if you actually want to leave, especially on the heels of that John Oliver piece, all you have to really do is call up John Oliver and say, hey, hey, John Oliver show. Want me to come on and tell you everything that's happening backstage right now? And then you call WWE and say, hey, I'm going on the John Oliver show next week and I'm going to tell them everything that I've seen backstage for the past four years. So I'd like my release if you don't want me to do that. And I think you would get your release if you've seen stuff that they don't want people to know about. Right. Which I think you could argue everybody probably has. Yeah. In so one way or that's another. why I think she really doesn't want to leave because she could go public and trash them and trash them and trash them and i think that's why i think she'll be back but the truth is you know once you've kind of walked and shown that you know the belts are this important to you and you care this much they're going to use that against you you know they're going to just bury you and now it's like well you've shown we can't trust you to go along for the ride so now we're never going to trust you to be a top person, to be pushed. What if we give you the women's title? Like if I'm Vince, I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, well, what if I give you the women's title and then two weeks later I say, hey, you're dropping a tax. Well, you're going to flip and walk again and then not drop the title? You know, so from his perspective, why would you push someone who's walked on you? And, you know, which so is, she's probably is, just going to job on TV for all eternity. Which is fair. I mean, looking at it from his perspective, but then it's just... it. The show is just so bad. I mean, and granted, I, I'm just reading what happens on it. I'm not actively watching anymore because I just can't. But you don't do anything. No one ever... You don't make stars. No. It's just... We just trot people out. They have... You might get a good match in there every now and again. But eh, why would we put an effort? I was watching the Viceland thing on... um, I watched two of them. One was the Randy Savage and Elizabeth one. And one was the Montreal Screwjob one. And I thought Jim Cornette had a great line in the Montreal Screwjob one. Where he basically... Talking about pro wrestling. 
the Real mindset. Quick, Bob, you know what the Montreal Screwjob is, yes? Yes. Okay. So his mindset of pro wrestling is kind of like, I forget exactly how he put it, but the basic summary is what happens in the matches might be bullshit, but you believe in the people in the matches. And that's what you get into is, you know, wanting to see Becky Lynch be successful because you've connected with her. Right. And the, that's the big problem is you don't connect with anyone anymore. Or if you do, they're immediately like killed because they did it by accident. Or they have something. Look at what they're doing to the Iconics now. The Iconics had that dumb kind of comedy thing going on. Mm-hmm. And that got them over. The crowd enjoyed it. It was funny. And WWE uh, creative was like, oh, well, we're going to start writing that stuff for you. And now it's bad. Well, and then, of course, you win the tag team championships and you lose every match after that. Well, see, that's what I never understand with them is it's like when you have the chance, you, like, you, you can't win. For some reason, their mindset is you have a championship, therefore we can beat you, which makes no sense at all. But then like, you're devaluing I think, it. I think it's fine if the champion loses every once in a while to set up a challenger. But your champions shouldn't be losing relentlessly. They lose on a weekly basis. It's yeah. insane. I, mean, I don't think the Iconics have won a match since they won those titles. And that's what, you know, like Sasha and Bailey flipped over. was like now they're joke titles. And we've been working to try to make them not joke titles. But so, like I said, you signed the contract. You knew where you worked. Like, Sasha, it wasn't like things were going all swell, and then she signed the contract, and they suddenly buried her. No, She's you're absolutely in, right. She's been booked shitty since the day she got up to the main roster. I would argue, though, the same thing happened with Punk, right? He signed a contract, and he was only, like, one year in, and then he was like, fuck this. Well, he yeah. that's just, I mean, he's just a surly guy. <laughs> I think they just gave him so much money, he felt like, you know, okay, I, I got no? to take it. Right. I don't know how much money she's making, and I don't know how much money Sasha saved up. And then the other thing is, realistically, if she doesn't come back to work, they're going to make her husband's life a living hell. Yeah. Because it's a very vindictive company. Oh, very much so. Very, very so much so. So you got to think about that, too. I mean, like, they might not outright fire him, but say he's on a three-year contract. Three years from now, they'll probably just be like, there's the door. Doesn't even matter if he's doing good or not. No, they don't care. But that's why you need viable competition so that it's, you know, they can't... I mean, they're still going to do whatever the fuck they're going to do, but you'd want the wrestlers to have another option. Mm -hmm. So it's not, oh, I either need to go and, you know, convince... I don't even know that they convince themselves. It's always... You hear when people talk about it, it's... They've drank the Kool-Aid. I want to work... That's the biggest show in town. I want to work for Mm -hmm. WWE. That's what I watched when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. And it's like... Uh, and they just use it against you. Oh, yeah. And that's really, yeah. really shitty. Uh, but, I mean, it, it, the problem, the, what really sucks is if you're at a, if, when you're at a company that, um, you know, has been established for a long time, it's not family run, there is, you know, there's a hopeful belief that you can rise up in the company. And, you know, if you're good enough, uh, you play the game right, you can get into a high position. And this is across, like, all Oh, no, industry. everything. The right. shitty thing about WWE, though, is that it's all on the whims of a crazy 70-year-old. Well, and it's a family-run business. If if you're not a McMahon, 
or someone the McMahons see as loyal, uh, and even if you are seen as loyal, you're not, you might not get, you're not going to get what you want. You know, it's all about what, like you said, it's all about what Vince wants. And even when Vince is gone, which will never happen because he's actually a cyborg. He's a miserable bastard. He'll live to be 150. Um, you know, he's... Then, it'll, he's just, gone, then it'll just be about what Triple H wants. Right. And, you know, right now, you know, I think at least the three of us think that Triple H knows how to book a show and what he's done with NXT is has been Well, because you have discernible proof that he knows what right. he's but, doing. But, but if Vince dies 20 years from now... Now Triple H is an old man stuck in his ways. Right. And who knows what the wrestling business will look like in 20 look years. Like. Right. Yeah. So. You think oh, Vince, he does have another 20 years in him, that old oh, fucking yeah, bastard. Oh, yeah, he probably does. Probably does, dude. Think you know he it. wants to make WrestleMania guy, 50. Guy with that much money, he's going to live forever. Even though he's taking all of the steroids. You think if, if he kicks the bucket early, you think they ha- they bring his dead body to WrestleMania every year? Let lie in state. <laughs> I think there's probably some sort him. of plan, you know, like Futurama or something. When he dies, they'll throw his body in a fucking, you know, head in a jar. Yeah, head in a jar, and see, I, he'll live I, I, forever. I don't he'll know. just be on Triple H's fucking desk telling him what to do. Like, hey, motherfucker! You thought you'd be rid of me? You nuts? I don't know. I I, I wouldn't want to work at a company like that. No, you know, I, I no. just wanna... no one wants to work. That's. Everyone who leaves WWE, no one ever leaves WWE and they're like, it was so amazing. Right. Unless you're a top guy the whole time you're there. Mm-hmm. The yep. thing is, like, you know, you can be top guy and make top money other places. I'd have to think Okada's making seven figures. I think Okada's doing okay. You know, and I'm sure there's a lot of people in New Japan doing really well for themselves, but that's basically the number two promotion. Alex, we'll they're see. denying us Luke Harper in New Japan. <laughs> that makes me really sad. Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know. know. I really like Luke Harper as a performer, and I think it's it's shitty. But Luke Harper is also like forty. I he's mean, an older his dude. body's breaking. Sure, down, I'm sure, sure. He was always fun to watch, though. Mm-hmm. I was a big fan. He was Chikara dude back in the day. Where was he? Brody Lee. Yeah. Yeah, I just. I Big dude we, who can move. You know I love that shit. We can move on, but I just... Well, I don't see any I, long-term hope I and do, for Sasha Banks. Good luck. No, it, it's a shitty, shitty situation for the it. The whole thing with contracts in, um, in the industry is interesting because if you, if you look at it from um, the business perspective, and even if you assume that the people who are in charge are not humongous assholes um you know assume a best case scenario you still need to ensure that the storylines that you're going to plan the people are going to be around like they can't just walk um oh no no no! you want but then don't call them independent contractors treat them as employees provide them health care you make all of the money in the universe. You can afford to provide health care for your employees. But, even, but my point is, even if if you're if you're just a straight employee and you can quit whenever you want, that provides no security for your product, which is the storyline. But then you have some incentive to keep your employees happy. Then I'm saying I don't think you can do this industry if you can walk at any time. I think you need the contracts 
but I do think there should be. Oh, and I'm not saying that the contracts are a bad thing, but you can't. Then you're you're not an independent contractor. That's not what an independent contractor is. I think is. it would be good if the contracts had. This is like the sort of thing you could get if you were actually unionized. I think it would be good if the contracts had some sort of like get out clause, you know, yeah. and maybe, you know, you give your X amount of notice and two weeks wouldn't be enough in like a show business. No, you'd need longer you'd, than that. But maybe if it was like a, I'm giving my three months notice and then, yeah, they could just bury the fuck out of Sasha Banks for three months if she if they want to. Right. But then after three months, she can get out if she really wants to leave mm-hmm. and you know, of course, if you're already being treated shitty somewhere, why would you sign a fucking five-year contract? But what do I know? Well, yeah. she also might have thought, you could understand the mindset of, okay, maybe, when did they start dangling those tag belts in front of them? Being like, well, these are coming. It's going to be you and Bailey to start with. We're going to work. We want you guys to really make them something. Because they dangle shit in front of people all the time. We know this. Yeah. But... But yeah, I mean, they just, it'd be nice if all the wrestlers got together and unionized because no one's going to do it for them. No. But well, the problem is because... you have to get the top guys. And if you're Roman Reigns or you're Becky Lynch or you're Charlotte, you're already on top. Why would you want to unionize? You're already making great money. Well, the other, well, because you, in theory, should care about your fellow workers. Right? Yeah, but that's but not... I digress. But also Charlotte is a flair. So she's just business is is her. I don't, you know, it's just well that's not the way it's been done. So right. And yeah. if you treated your employees well, you wouldn't fucking need a union. So, but you treat them like shit, so I'm going to keep talking about it cuz I think they desperately need a union, but whatever. Jesse Ventura had it right back in the 80s. And Hulk Hogan is a piece of shit for breaking that effort. Yeah, would it have even worked anyway, though? Who knows? Probably not, but still. So. All right, shall we? Spoilers. Okay, okay so we're going to talk about Avengers Endgame. Because it just came out on Friday, and it's Sunday. If you don't want to hear us talk about Avengers Endgame, it's going to be Spoiler City. Turn the show off. Here's the other thing. I think that the lengths to which we are going, or just as a society to avoid spoilers, is insane. Like, come on, people. I mean, what are people doing? We saw signs up in, like, the bathroom at the theater we went to that were saying, don't spoil the movie. (laughs) Well, if you walk into the bathroom and you just start talking about major plot points, you're kind of an asshole. My favorite is still the episode of The Simpsons where it's a flashback. It's Homer and Marge walking out of the uh, 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 Empire Strikes Back. There's a big line of people waiting to get in the theater, and Homer's going, wow, who would have thought that Darth Vader was Luke's father? Really loud in front of all these people. It's outstanding. You son of a bitch! But there are people that do that. There are, yes. And there's people who are doing it on purpose, too. Well, that's just like, can you not be an asshole for five seconds, maybe? No. I know, it's hard for some people, but... Okay, so we've given enough time. Yes. Spoiler warning. Right. Here we are. First thing I want to talk about, Bob, I know you're a fucking picky motherfucker. How was the theater experience? Uh, It was actually pretty good. Uh, Our crowd was 
uh, pretty respectful. There was one little kid who, it's a little kid. How do you expect him to sit through? You know it's a three-hour movie. So he talked a little bit, but it's like, it's okay. Was he talking about the movie or just like, I is this shit over yet? I couldn't really hear what he was talking about because he was kind of far from us, but you could hear someone was talking. But it's a kid. It was a little later on Friday. They shouldn't be at a three-hour movie. But that's another discussion. But for the most part, everybody was quiet. Because I'm always concerned. Especially when you go opening night. Especially. Are you going to get all the mega dorks? Exactly. Well, the people next to me uh, brought, like, a feast from McDonald's, which I appreciated. (laughs) But I was also like, they're going to talk through the whole fucking movie, aren't they? Like, they're going to hear all these crinkling rappers and shit. But they were pretty good by the time the previews were over. Hmm. So, yeah, I'm fine. If you want to talk in the previews, I don't give a shit. Oh, see, I get pissy when people talk during the previews. Now, nah, see, I don't even care about the previews. Shut the fuck talk, up. talk through the previews. I don't care. The moment that movie starts, shut the fuck, shut up. The fuck up. We did so, see the trailer for uh, the live action Lion King, and we were just like, that looks so bad. Why would I go see this? I'm going to stay home and watch the original. made a perfect version of that movie. Thank you. Thank you. There's no reason to go to the theater and watch that movie. Nope. None whatsoever. Anyway. No, I saw, yeah, I saw that. I saw the Hobbs and Shaw trailer. Did you guys see that one where they basically give you the plot of the whole movie? No. I think you may have seen that. I have not seen that trailer. Uh, They showed that in the theater. I'm trying to avoid uh, it. I know I'm not going to be able to because at some point over the summer I am going to see it. But I'm like, I saw the first one. I'm I'm here. Once, as soon as I heard the movie was announced. When does that come out? August 2nd. Okay, that's not that far. Here, yeah, here for far it. Away, here for it. Uh, yeah, I saw the Star Wars trailer. Yeah, they showed that in ours too. I'm trying to think. We didn't have that many. It was less than it usually is because the movie's like a year long. So. Yeah, I'm, I can't remember if I saw anything else. Anyway, where'd you see it? So, Studio Movie Girl. Yeah, so the movie starts, and. <laughs> I knew I was in trouble right off the bat because, you know, there's that scene where Hawkeye's family gets snapped. And I hate to say this because it like almost sounds racist. I had the stereotypical black people behind me yelling at the theater the whole time. Like it was the stereotype, the stereotype, Erica, of black people yelling at the at the screen the whole movie. And the moment it starts with the Hawkeye thing, they're behind me. They go oh my god I can't take it like they're yelling <laughs> like, I'm just sitting there like <laughs> the whole movie it was like that that's rough when they did the scene where all the women come together to help Captain Marvel not that she needed it but whatever <laughs> they're, they're screaming out girl power I'm like that's upsetting uh, now I'm upset <laughs> The whole movie, Erica. It was like two people in the whole theater, and they had to be right behind me. The the only time where people got, like, even a little loud, because even some of the moments where I think you would expect people to be, like, or, you know, whooping a little bit, the only time there was, like, actual noise from the crowd was when Captain America picked up uh, Mohinir. Yeah. Which was fucking rad as shit. Yeah, they were, the, and that that was like that was another one. They're sitting behind me. They're like, "I knew it! I told you!" 
whole move here. No, we're the people. Erica, Erica, you would have killed yourself. I, I would have left. I can't. I can't do that shit. Or I would have gone out and I've been like, there are people like talking up a blue streak in this theater. You need to come in here and you need to say something. Or I need a refund so I can go watch this again in peace. <laughs> no, it was the same with Infinity War though at the Marcus that we went to. It was really, really quiet, and mm-hmm. I was shocked. Yeah. Yeah, every every joke that was told was like the funniest joke of all time. That's upsetting. It was I'm a sorry. complete overreaction to everything. When when Black Panther came out of one of Doctor Strange's portals, they're like, "My king." I mean, sure, <laughs> they're not wrong. <laughs> you know my point. Here's was, the thing, though: you're in a movie theater. This is a public space. We're living in you're a not society. In your fucking living room. You need to be quiet when you're in a movie theater. That's just full stop. Shut the fuck up. Like, you can have a reaction. I'm not saying don't sit there and be fucking, like, dead quiet. Like, you can have a reaction. You can laugh. You can get excited. Oh, sure, but... I don't need your narration don't, of the movie. Right. Like, I, I don't, you're the fucking director. Right. exactly. It's, I shouldn't feel like I'm listening to riff tracks while I'm trying to watch a movie in a theater. <laughs> Unless it's one of those riff track specials that I have gone to. Um. So, anyways, on to the movie now that that's over with. My, I enjoyed the movie. I told you in the text. I thought they hit the emotional notes in the end. So it did pay off. It paid off all these long storylines. It was just, it was so long. And I don't mind a three-hour movie. I mean, I think, like, I love Inception. I think that movie is three hours Inception's or close to Inception's pretty it. long. It's at least two I, and a half. That movie blows by. I mean, that is a fast-moving, well-paced movie. We were at a point... Well, I was. I don't know if you were, Bob. Right before Thanos comes through and the final battle's about to start, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, guys. Okay. I'm getting to a point where... Oh, I was... When they were doing all the gathering the people stuff at the beginning, I was feeling it. I yeah. was like, you guys got to get to going here because this is like... This is rough. That didn't bother me as much as it sounds like it bothered you. Because I was like, okay, you got to like, I mean, this is the end. It's not like we're just jumping in like right with uh, Return of the King, how it's just, oh, we're going right from go. There does need to be a little bit of setup. No, I under, I totally am good with the setup. I just thought a lot of those scenes could have been cut down. Well, and I think the other thing was they really wanted to give you those moments with that, with the original team. Yeah, I, the running time really didn't bother me, um, which is surprising. Usually, I'm a you're the first one man. complaining about it. Right? Um, but you know, I when you think about it as the culmination of you know eleven years of storytelling, um, you know, it was like okay, no, this makes sense that this is going to be long, and you know, I appreciated getting a little bit more time with some of these characters that you know you're never going to see again or you know we'll have much more limited roles as we move into the next phase of marvel Mm -hmm. so it didn't really bother me too much uh there maybe were a couple of you know one or two moments that i was like "Eh, like i said by the time that final battle was just about to get started i was kind of looking at the watch like all right we got to get there guys i'm ready let's Uh, go yeah who did Scarlett Johansson piss off at Marvel? I was very surprised they killed her. In a total nothing scene. I mean, I don't know that I would say. Did that emotionally hit scene. you? Like, does it? Okay, first of all, I don't does care about anyone. Care about Hawkeye? Does anyone care about Hawkeye? I appreciated his what they did in this movie for him. 
But in the grand scheme, no one gives a shit about Hawkeye, no. No, I mean, Hawkeye, she could have just jumped off that fucking balcony. It's like, dude, could you just... Could you just die? I don't know. And I thought they were doing a Black Widow movie, but... I was more upset when they killed Gamora and I knew she was coming back. (laughs) No, but I'm not going to say that there weren't... The movie got to me at the ending. There were a few things that I was like... Oh, yeah. No, the ending was really emotional. Yeah. Wasn't as bad as Toy Story 3, but I was definitely crying in the theater. (laughs) Toy Story 3 was like openly keening. It was was rough. I just feel like they brought Captain Marvel along. She's had one movie. She's already got her own movie. She's already one of the stars. Again, she shows up in this movie and just starts wrecking shit. And I like, by the way, that scene where they're they're all in the holograms or whatever, Mm -hmm. the projections. And she's just like... Yeah, I'm not going to be around for a while. And I'm like, I'm like, wait, are you not in this movie? And then she shows up at the end. But that was basically like them telling you, oh, I'm not in this movie for a long time. Well, right. Um, because they wanted to give those moments. Well, but they've, they've made her too strong, so she can't even show up for these battles. Like well, it's the Th- Goku situation. Like, yeah, like Thanos has the gauntlet. She's smashing him, you know. Until he pulls one of the gems out and hits her with it. And that wasn't even like, I'm sure she could have bounced back. That was just like a plot. Like, hey, get out of here. But, um, no, I mean, she shows up and just like tears through the ship in one go. And like, all right, that's done. You know, they had to like find a re- Is this going to be the thing every movie with her? Like, we just got to find a reason to send her off. Hey, we're she's late. Yeah, she's late to the battle. She's walking. She's running down the fucking snake. I'm coming, lane. guys. Oh, what, Hold dead? on, I've got to jump on Nimbus. I'll be there in an hour. Oh, I'll be shit. there in four episodes. <laughs> Everybody died, huh? That sucks. All right, I'm going to kick your ass now. Oh, but I mean, I'd be a little mad if I was Scarlett Johansson. I just, I just, she just got like discarded. Well, here's the question. And though. I thought maybe they would do something like when Cap went back in time to put the stones back. Do you like? what's the trade with death here? Like, do I get my fucking friend back or what? I'm giving you the stone back. Can I have this friend? Can I have my friend back? Are no. you killed? No, no dice. Um, I, unless she's just done. Maybe she wanted to be over, you know, maybe like I was, like I said, I was under the impression we were going to get a black widow movie, but maybe not. If, well, if there is obviously now it's a prequel of well, some right, sort, right, but, right. um, no, I mean, and obviously, look, it's a freaking comic book movie. They can bring people back. Oh, if they death want means to. nothing. You know, exactly. You can just do whatever. I wouldn't be surprised if ten years from now, Robert Downey Jr. just pops up out of nowhere. Eh, but I think he's. I, think I, know, I think they're done. Yeah. But my point is, you could do. You it. could, yes, for sure. Um, but that and, was a nice send off for him. I thought. Yeah. No. I. That was. That was a great scene. Yeah, you bring it back to him saying again, I am Iron Man. You know, yeah. that was awesome. Um, Thanos in Infinity War, I felt like obviously he was evil, but he had a goal. You know, it was like, I'm going to wipe out half of life to make life better for the other half. You know, it was obviously an evil goal, was mis, you know misguided well, for he, sure. He thought... But he, he felt like a fully figured character. Yes. And this movie... Well, because he kind of... It was his movie. Infinity and, War was his movie. In this movie, it's just Thanos is evil, and now he's decided to kill everyone. Well, though I understood what he said, it was... Even if you do kill like half, the other half is going to remember and actively try to fuck that up. 
So I'll just have to kill all of you and then just start over and use the Infinity Stones and create life that doesn't realize what happened. Mm-hmm. So I got that. But it is a little more <laughs> evil than he was in... Yeah. I thought maybe... I think it would have been enough if he would have just said, I'm going to snap and this time I'm going to make you all forget that anything happened. I think that would have been enough of a driving force rather than, hey, I'm just going to kill everyone and start the universe over. Well, and the other thing is that there's kind of precedent there too. Um, Because with like Scarlet Witch, if memory serves in the comics, they did something where they made them forget and then she either remembered or it was when they did that No More Mutants thing like maybe 10, 15 years ago. But there's there's ways around that, right? Where somebody remembers and it's... Oh, shit. I also thought the whole scene where all the women are standing there together. I have no problem with the convenience of it, but that it's is in not because it's a right. Right. But that is not an earned moment. Like you just you have a 10 year character in the Black Widow that you just discarded like an absolute piece of shit half an hour earlier okay so that's one it didn't have me screaming girl power. yeah and then two you're acting like you have all it's like okay yeah you have women in these movies but most of these women are very much like low tier characters in these movies and you're gonna act like you've done something like greater it's like relax well i think you could make the argument of the same thing we talked about this a little bit um at the close to the beginning of the movie uh, well, before the movie came out, they made a big deal of saying, oh, there's there's a gay character in the movie. And, and it was a total, it's it was one of the a total nothing move right, exactly. that they could just cut right out if they need to for right. other territories. But the fact that they made such a big deal out of it and it was nothing was like, don't yeah. do that. Don't fucking do Don't say anything. Yeah, and, and Unless by, you're and, giving me Valkyrie and like Captain Marvel making out on the screen, don't talk to me about representation, guys. Okay, thank you. Well, and now that they've moved... I thought it was actually genius that Thor is being moved into the Guardians of the Galaxy cast. I was like, that's great. And now I'm wondering, what's Valkyrie going to do? Maybe she is going to be a sidekick to Captain Marvel in one of these movies. It'd be pretty cool. Because she's like one of the cosmic characters. Oh, you got that that space weirdness shit going? Let's do it, man. Just get on her fucking Pegasus and end up somewhere else. That Pegasus was rad as fuck. Where does the Pegasus hang out? I don't know. I have no idea. And I would love to find out. In Charlie and Frank's apartment. Well, no, that's Peter Nincompoop. Maybe the Pegasus knows Peter Nincompoop. Maybe they're friends. Maybe Peter Nincompoop is a Pegasus. This is a hole, Bob. This is a hole that we are falling down. And they obviously foreshadowed it, but I thought it was cool. uh, Pepper Potts showing up to help in the battle. Oh, I thought that was rad as hell, too. that, That was like a cool moment. And then they did like the girl, the girl scene. Was you knew like, they were gonna do that though. But I liked the fact that everybody, it was everybody. Like we got everybody. You know. Oh yeah. No, the, the whole thing where Captain America is standing there and his shields like destroyed, and he just tightens the strap, and he's like, "Well, I'm fucked." But that was great when he stands up and it's just this army of death in front of him, and he's like, <laughs> "Let's do it." <laughs> hey, Alex. <laughs> I do have to ask, um, th- this movie did, of course, feature your favorite element in all of movies, uh, the giant CG battle at the end. I thought it was good. I But, but look, like this, is, this isn't like when every movie does it, it's fucking stupid. 
But this is the big battle for the fate of the universe. If you're going to do it, everyone it needs should to be, be there. It needs to be here. Right? It's like when when Wonder Woman does it at the end of the movie, it's like this didn't fit this movie. When Black Panther did it at the end of their movie, it didn't fit that movie. There's a lot of movies where it didn't fit. It fits in this movie. Well, cuz you've you've built it up and you do want to have each of those characters have a moment of like, yeah, you know. Yeah. 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 No, but I thought it was awesome when all the poor... I mean, look, you knew it was going to happen, right? But all the portals start opening up. And well, and I like the throwback has brought when, all the armies. Uh, who was it? It's, uh, uh, you start here in Falcon. Yeah. And he said, one of the first things that... Uh, On your right. Right. That's what Cap says to him when they're running around the mall. You got a lot of little throwbacks. Like yeah. That. No, they did, they did great with a lot of stuff, um, you know... I did think it was funny when Tony does the snap and he's dying and Peter Parker is like crying over his like half dead body and Pepper just comes over and like grabs him by the shoulders. She's like, hey, could you move aside I need a minute. I need so a minute. I can talk to my fucking husband before he dies? I need a minute. She's like, hey, could you get the fuck out of here, Peter? Well, their moment when they reunited before that shit happened was sweet, too. Yeah, where he hugs him. Yeah. Um... No, it was cool that everybody kind of, like I said, everybody kind of gets a little. Yeah, like I said, him and Tony and Pepper fighting together there at the end was cool. I think they could have done more of that in the battle, like people working together to fight. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, when Thor's about to have his own axe put through his chest and Captain America grabs the hammer and so rad. hits him and it's like, <laughs> Thor's just like, I knew it. <laughs> Well, what, it was an Age of Ultron, right? Where they're getting drunk and Cap he tries like, to pick tries it up and, he, to, and, and it moves. It moves just a little bit. And, and the Thor's like, like, oh, fuck. <laughs> well, I thought when they were doing all the stuff where they were going in the past, I thought for a moment, I was like, did they get Natalie Portman back for this? Yeah. But that was clearly just, no, but that must have just been, was that a scene that was in that movie, though? No, they, they got her back it? to do that. Really? Yes. I thought maybe because I haven't seen the Dark World in forever, and that movie we sucked, watched it so. once. But no, I'm pretty sure I, read I thought that she came I, back. I thought maybe that was just a scene where like they just put Rob, they just put Rocket in the back of I'm the scene. I'm fairly certain that they got her back to do mm. that. I think because obviously some of the stuff clearly they were like new scenes, like where Robert Redford shows up again. That was clearly a that brand new cool scene. Too. Like, yeah. hey, they got him back. Good for him. I I would I would like just a fraction of the money that Natalie Portman had to have gotten to convince her to come back. Her to come back. <laughs> well, I kind of, I just kind of, yeah, I don't know. I thought, well, and they had to give Robert Redford a fair amount too, because, uh, he's a, I think he's actually retired now. Yeah. I think he's seen that. I think what I read is he filmed that prior to his retirement. That may be. Cause that remember that got filmed and like, years ago um i i like the way they handled the time travel stuff and they acknowledge that time travel is bullshit so just go with us please i i like the way they do it where changing things creates alternate timelines but it's not going to change the timeline you're in it's dragon ball rules yeah so like when uh, when he was explaining it to when Hulk was explaining it, they're talking to what's her face. Tilda Swinton. Yeah, I can't remember the character's name, 
But she's like, you, I'll show you what's going to happen if I give you this stone. And he's like, well, but I'm going to come back to this moment and just give you the stone back. And, you know, he's, he, she's like, what if you don't bring me the stone? He's like, well, but Dr. Strange, you know, and she's like, and she's like, wait, Dr. Strange just gave the stone away. <laughs> she's like, fucking dumb. uh, All right. well, there must have been a reason then. Here you go. And that was cool where Tony and Dr. Strange are just standing there and he just goes to him. <laughs> Tony's like, fuck, <laughs> didn't really want to die, but since we're here. Well, I did think it was nice, though. He got his five years with Pepper and with his daughter. Yeah. I mean, obviously, it's never enough, but he got that. And that wasn't what had the uh, <laughs> bawling. I was bawling at the Captain America stuff. When he gives the shield to Sam, like, lost it. And then at the very, very, very end, when he's dancing with Peggy, I, like, fucking lost my shit, too. I did think when he handed that shield to Sam, though, I did think to myself, wow, Captain America is now a bit player. <laughs> like, you know that character is no longer going to be featured. Well, they're giving, I think it's a television show that they're doing mm. on that Disney network with uh, the with bucky and sam now is my understanding which i'll never watch because we're not getting that network so. and maybe that's how loki ends up getting his show on the network where he took the tesseract that's exactly right um but you're getting some setup for that in here too which makes sense because i think that's kind of you know part of the next phase that was the other funny thing about tony like uh, ant-man and the in captain america and black widow come to see tony at his cottage on the side of a lake and they're like, oh, time travel. Blah, blah, blah. He's like, no, no, we can't do it. It's not possible. That night he invents time travel. Because he's Tony Stark and he can't get it out of his head, right? He's just like. He just that night. He's like, oh, time travel. He's like, I got to no, I, I gotta figure this out. <laughs> I think they could have at least done something where he goes, wait, you have pim particles. And then he just discounts it. But then later he thinks about it. he's like oh fuck with the pin particles we could do this you know because in theory he wouldn't have had access to those right right, right. without ant-man having them but they could I have really at least liked... done that but no. just like just like literally genius tony stark invents time travel in one day my favorite was still the the only reason that the movie gets going at all is because a rat walks over a computer screen that's true that's true. I enjoyed that. It's like, well, thank God, man. Yeah, I didn't even put that together. I, at the time, I just thought the machine was turning on, like he had found his way out. Nope. No, the rat took him out. That's funny. Yeah, I didn't even I, think about that. I do I do enjoy that um, this actually contradicts something that happened in Ant-Man and the Wasp, where uh, you know, Paul Rudd said that he... He, he was only in the quantum zone for like what five hours or quantum realm quantum why you realm. want it to be the quantum zone so bad <laughs> it's not a zone this so is it not could be Sonic. so it could be parallel to the twilight zone this is a realm okay <laughs> the quantum realm there you go uh he was only in there for five minutes or whatever it was and even though uh, in the real world, five years had passed. Yeah, I thought he said, did he say five hours? Either way, it was a hours, very yeah. short amount of time. Yeah. But, so, but in uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp, somehow Michelle Pfeiffer managed to age 30 years. 
Yeah, and how Shut long? Up. Yeah, exactly. She aged normally in there. Whatever. Yeah, it doesn't have to. Maybe make she sense. just aged really poorly. I mean, oh, I don't care. There, at oh, all. it's comic book movies. Who gives a shit? I don't but. care, but I love, I love like catching it and being like, ah. Well, and that's another thing. Like, we're just supposed to, you know, not think about this, I guess. But Captain Marvel goes back to be with Peggy, and. I understand. Now, see, I'm Alex, wa- that would be the representation that we're looking for. It was Captain America that went back to D. Oh, I'm sorry. You're right. I didn't no, I don't think that fits with their time travel rules at all. Like, well, I guess he would be in an alternate timeline then. But, oh, but he, then shows he shows up, up. though. Yeah. Still got me though, Maybe Alex. Maybe he used the suit. They hit that fucking music, and I was like, "Ah!" Oh, and we're crying again. <laughs> no, but here's the thing about that. You're telling me Captain America went back in time and just sat there and enjoyed life with his wife and just let all the terrible things happen in the world because he knew where it would end up. I guess that's what you're supposed to believe. I just have a hard time believing a guy like that could just sit there and just twiddle his thumbs while his wife's organization gets infiltrated by Hydra. Right, right, right. right. And all the other terrible things that happen in the world. But I guess, on another hand, he knows where it's going. And hasn't he earned a little rest? Yeah. And that's that's the thing. From the beginning, he's always been committed to the cause. Mm-hmm. Like from day one, there was never any wavering or anything. And that was was so cool about it is this guy got his like happy end. Oh, that's why it hits so hard. Because even with Tony, I didn't really... I get a little misty when he died. I think it hit Bob a little harder than it hit me. But it was the... Because Cap is... Those are my I, those are my favorite movies in the in the whole thing. I think those are the most well done notwithstanding a Guardians of the Galaxy here. Or yeah. But, uh, or Thor Ragnarok. Uh, oh, get Taika to direct. If I know they got James coming back, but Taika doing a Guardians? Or at least have him on. Yeah, you just got, Korg's got to be there. That was great. I like the, it's so funny that they had that set up for the next Guardians of the Galaxy, a movie that was in complete flux. But that's but that's genius though to put Thor with that cast. Oh, because th- with when they were together in Infinity War, it was great. It was awesome. Well, and I think that whole scene where he's like, "We know who's in charge," <laughs> and they're just looking at each other. <laughs> <laughs> well, and now you've got a you've got a whole movie of trying to convince Gamora to join back up and fall in love with Quill again. You right. know, you've got that movie, um, and it seemed like. Was was Nebula in the background? I think she's going to be in that movie as well. I would imagine so. Because yeah. it kind of felt like like she was only like kind of in the she was like kind of in the dark. But I think Nebula was in the background on the right. No, I think she was there with them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think she had quite the prominent you know role Arc. in the whole thing too. Yeah, to, to go great. like full good guy. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, I really enjoyed it, and I thought it was a really good capper to everything that they had done mm-hmm. no yeah to, to bring everything together some of the stuff like look I'm, I'm nitpicking I'm nitpicking the movie just so we have stuff to talk oh, no, about for sure of course but I would still say the movie is like a solid eight like it's a good movie right it wasn't blow away it wasn't amazing I've seen way better movies but for something where they're bringing everyone together and all that 
Okay, another complaint. Why is the Hawk a com? Why is the Hulk a comedy character? Because I just don't think they know what to do with him. The dude. Okay, I understand he's got to get mad to get really strong. The it's the fucking fate of the universe here, dude. Could you get a little upset? Nah. Could you get? Could you start smashing <laughs> some shit? You know. He's good. They gotta like. I don't want the Hulk to be a comedy character. I want him to wreck some shit. Well, and I don't know how prominent a role he's gonna play anymore either. He just. You know, yeah, we did exactly because he seemed know. pretty done as well. So it's like you might get him a little bit like in the background, but yeah, that was that was a disappointing part of the movie. Is it did kind of feel like some of the originals, like all of a sudden Hawkeye or Ronan became a featured character of the team out of nowhere really he's really always been very much a bit player i think it was part of that whole idea that he was in that original movie he's one of the original avengers yeah he needs to have his his little moment in his arc too well and then just yeah just like he's suddenly like pushed forward black widow gets pushed like way back and down and now dead (laughs) just like nothing I don't know who she pissed off. Whatever. I think she might have been done. You know? Just Um, like, I've been here. I want to do other stuff. I don't want to be contractually obligated anymore. I'm done. But who knows? I'm interested to see what they do with the Hulk, though. Because I just felt totally wasted in this movie. And I thought that would be one of the big parts of this movie, you know, is the Hulk was afraid to come out for the first movie. And so maybe in the second movie, like, we'd suddenly get, like, rampaging, really pissed off mega hulk right no no not really just a jerk just a joke you know so you know but i understand it's like you only have so much time but that is kind of part of the thing when you brought in all these other characters that you're going to focus on in the future Mm -hmm. and they kind of got too much time in this movie it's hard to find that right balance yeah though some of that stuff i would argue is gold like when they go and see uh thor in his little cottage and you've got cord and uh oh yeah yeah that was this kid's being mean to me on xbox live again (laughs) give me that (laughs) (laughs) he starts shit talking the kid it was awesome yeah that was great that was great no i mean chris hemsworth is really funny like he's really got great timing he's gonna fit in great with that guardians movie well and i think that after having taika direct that that last thor movie and being like no these can be fun it doesn't have to be all dour and whatever the fuck we can have a good time here he kind of rekindled his love of the character because i think he said you know i'm not coming back unless either taika i don't know if uh james gunn was part of that too but Mm-hmm. He wa- he doesn't want to do something really serious. He wants to have a little bit more fun with it. It seems like. Well, yeah. in the the original the Marvels the Avengers movie was on last night, so I was watching it for a little bit, and it's so jarring how different Thor is. Like very serious, terribly acted. Like I don't know what's go what was going on, but it was so different and so much worse. Like lo- like all the other characters, like Loki's kind of Loki. He's he's just the same. Right. Iron Man's pretty much the same. Captain America, like a lot of the characters, very much the same. Mm-hmm. Thor is like Chris Hemsworth went and took some acting classes or something and got way better scripting too. Right. Or it might have just been better direction. 
Yeah. Because I don't know who the hell did The Dark World, but it was uh, Kenneth Branagh that did the first Thor, I want to say. And he's a Shakespearean guy, so that might have been why stuff was a little more stilted. But to me, it's like Thor is supposed to have space weirdness. And I didn't get the good space weirdness until the third one. And then it was like, all right, sweet, we're here. Let's stay here. Let's hang out here. This is great. Uh, Dark World was directed by Alan Taylor. I have no idea who that is. Uh, it looks like he's mostly done TV work. Uh, was that the one try? Dark World is like the movie they don't even acknowledge. Oh, you know what else he did? Ooh. Terminator Genesis. Oof. But he's done he's done TV he's he's done Lost, West Wing, Six Feet Under, Sex in the City, Sopranos, Game of Thrones, Boardwalk Empire. Edward, so he's an HBO guy. He's an HBO dude, yeah. Yeah. So but, okay, what came out first though, The Dark World or Terminator Genesis? The Dark, Dark World. Dark World. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was about to say if Terminator Genesis was out and then they hired him for the Dark World, it's like, who made that decision? Did you <laughs> Did you watch Terminator Genesis? <clears throat> was that the one with uh, Khaleesi? Yeah. Yeah. Is that her? That movie sucked. It was not good. I didn't bother. Yeah, that. Movie I knew was it was good. bad. I watched it out of morbid curiosity and. It was, it was, it's bad. The one with Christian Bale was so bad, too. I didn't see that one either. The, you know, the best thing that came out of that was that whole rant he had on set. You remember that? Oh, yeah. You're standing <laughs> in my fucking lights, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good for you. Oh, good for <laughs> you. <laughs> that was. Can you imagine being there for that? And you're not the target, right? You're just standing there, like, you're just off to the side. How hard would it have been not to laugh? Because really you know if you laugh, you're oh, probably getting you. fired. Yeah, he's going to come at you next. But if you're just standing there and you're like... Well, it's also... That's not a guy you want to piss off. He's a little intense. It'd be like pissing off... Uh, uh, what's his face? Daniel Day-Lewis. <laughs> just like, he's going to rip my heart out of my chest. And no, no one's going to say anything. I'm going to have to look up that rant and oh, listen to that again. That's, that's an one. all-time <laughs> that's great a, rant. That's a good one. Of a, a man just at his breaking point. <laughs> Christian Bale, I'm sure, knows when he's filming a good movie. So he's probably sitting there. The movie already fucking sucks. Like, he knows the movie sucks. We're here sucks. for the paycheck. We're here for the paycheck, yes. And he's then he's got some fucking lighting guy playing around in eyesight. And he's like, what the fuck are you doing, like, dude? This is happening today, man. This is just happening. And there's nothing any of you fuckers can do about it. Because who's this director? You're nobody. I'm Christian fucking Bale. Just the thing. Everyone's getting fired before Christian Bale. Yep. Here's the thing, though. You know, if he can't elevate your movie, your movie is dog shit. Yes. Christian Bale's awesome. That's one of my favorite actors. He can elevate whatever he's in and... Yeah, if your movie refuses to be elevated by his presence, then it's just it's got Yeah, it's your script it. is real bad. But I would argue you didn't need and I, it's a franchise so they're going to keep trying, but you after You could have left Batman for a while. You could have left Batman for a while, but Terminator, you didn't need to do anything. I mean, you didn't have to do anything after fucking 2, but cuz 3 is just not good. great. But it's better than the as far as I know the other ones, but um it's just stuff that, like, there was no need for this. Yeah. 
but we got to make everything a franchise. We got to milk everything well, for all it's worth. You have it. They want to make easy money. It's so it's a, well, it's a it, perception of easy know, money. I I don't. But inherit- if you keep making shitty movies, though, they're right. not making any money, are they? Not not after a while. No. Well, eventually you hit the problem of like you do make a good movie, but people know the history of the franchise and don't want to see it it's a bumblebee situation exactly and then they say oh we're going back to the old way which is a shame um i do want to point out uh so i don't know if either of you have looked at the box office numbers for endgame but it is just alex mentioned it earlier before we started talking it's ridiculous over a billion now right 1.2 billion global debut 350 million domestic and i don't know about the theater you were in alex I don't think they were showing anything other than Endgame. And there were so many fucking showings. Like, it was insane. Yeah, but everything was sold out until they added those newer showings. We weren't going to be able to see it that Friday unless they added the showing. You know what's weird is Captain Marvel is still in the theaters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It only came out, what? A month ago, maybe? If that? It month was like and a half? Beginning of March or something? That's Why didn't they spread them out more? I don't know. Like, why wouldn't Captain Marvel be like three months back? Yeah. Like Christmas time. I mean, it all worked out right, so I can't argue with the results. Right. right. But Avengers Endgame was going to do crazy business no matter what. Well, and that's what we kind of talked about on our after the movie about it. Um, that's actually probably going to drop after this episode. But um, where do you go from here? Well. You just mean like what? It, obviously, they're going to do more Avengers movies at some point. Obviously, who right. are the Avengers now? So right. I think obviously Captain Marvel. I think you throw Spider Man in there. Okay, Spider Man. And I'm just going maybe off of, Valkyrie. You could see Valkyrie in there. I'm just going off of like stuff for, that I remember from the comics. I know Spider Man was in the Avengers for a little while. Maybe this is where like Hulk and Thor. Thor well, comes if, back just for an Avengers movie. Maybe. I mean, you could get Doctor Strange up in the mix. He lives. Yeah, in Doctor York. Strange. Um, I think that would be a shoe in because mm-hmm. you just you don't put a you don't put a great actor like that in a role to have him be a bit player. Right. You would anticipate there'd be more for him to do. But he's another one. He's the character itself is so ridiculously powerful. You're gonna have to come up with some villain who like nullifies like powers in a certain way or something. Well, and we were trying to think of that too. What other villains does Marvel really have now? Like Galactus or uh, I guess. Well, but that's isn't that all tied up with the Silver Surfer? I don't know. I mean, you could pull stuff and well, and then the Fantastic Four. That's all owned by Sony. Has those rights? I right? thought Fantastic Four was Fox. Was it Fox? And I think, bu- you know what, I buying, do think you're buying right. Fox, so. They bought Fox. Yeah, right. that deal is done. That's right. Yeah. We didn't get a Deadpool cameo. I'm a little sad about that. Uh, they could. They could put Deadpool in the Avengers if they want to. Give me the Deadpool Spider-Man movie. You need, you need about, like, Give if you that. if you want to do an Avengers movie, you need about six regulars, right? Like, yes. you need your core group. So Correct. maybe, like, Black Panther. I'm assuming Black Panther would be a regular. Yeah. So I think, like, the shoe-ins to me would be Captain Marvel... Black Panther, Thor. I throw Spider Man in there. Spider Man. So you got like two spots. Captain Falcon America. No. He's got his TV show now. Yeah. Um. Yeah, you could do. You know, in Doctor Strange's movie, he does the deal with uh, what is it, Domaru or whatever his name is. Yeah. That he could break that deal and be a major villain. You know. 
No, you just need they something find else. Somebody. Oh, of course, it's comic books. There's like fifty bazillion things, and now you got the X Men back. You could start, and you know they're going to redo that. Oh, of course they are. You're going to start working them into the mix. How bad is Dark Phoenix going to be? I just can't find it in myself to give a shit. Because I know it doesn't matter. Well, I kind of feel bad for... I mean, I don't feel bad for her because she's going to make a bunch of easy money. But Sophie, Sophie Turner... Yeah, Sophie's you know, doing all right. Once, you, once you've done that, though, now they're probably not going to use her for anything else Marvel. Probably not. Unless they decide to do a thing where they redo all the X-Men, but they keep her, you know, as Jean Grey. Maybe they'll do that. I guess they, they could do anything they want, really. It doesn't matter, but... No, I do think that this is the clearing of the board of the X-Men, and you're not... Most of those... Like, Fastbender's not coming back again. Which is a shame, because he's good. They gotta... Okay. I just need, like... Even if it's just a cameo, or if he would be a regular, I just need Hugh Jackman to show up as Wolverine in an Avengers movie. Just once. Right. Like, how fucking great would that be? I'd I'd cheer in the movie theater for that one. They drove a dump truck full of money up to my house. (laughs) I'm not made of stone. Man, that would be like a great addition if That'd Hugh be really Jackman cool. was there. It as well. really would. Yeah. So. I don't want some other geek playing Wolverine. Well, I want Hugh Jackman. That's the other problem you're going to run into. Whoever they cast as Wolverine, it's just going to be like, you're not Hugh Jackman. Right. There's some people who've done too good of a job and you can't just replace them. Well, and you've had him in the role for... Ever. It was since 2000. It's like 15 years or some shit like that. Yeah. So, yeah, it's... It, gonna be really hard for someone to take over that character and not be I mean they're gonna get shit on immediately no matter what they do but I've got a list of rumored Wolverine replacements oh, dear God in heaven. I, I like you with the laptop Bob I'm appreciating <laughs> it gives that. him something to do yes when he doesn't want to speak for some reason Tom Hardy I'd be okay with that well Tom Hardy's great in anything he yeah, does but that that one's fine Scott Eastwood no who is Scott Eastwood? Scott, did you see Furious Eight, Fate of the Furious? Uh, the one where the Rock is like benching the. You've seen that. Yeah. Movie. Scott Eastwood is the one who he's in that. He's the cop in that. He like brings the Rock to the prison. He's okay. a non-entity okay. Yeah, 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 and yeah, is yeah. kind of a no. That sounds actor. terrible. Yeah. Travis Fimmel. I don't know who that is who either. Is that? He's from uh, Vikings. Is he the head Viking guy? I think so. Okay, I yeah. have a vague recollection of who he is. Daphne Keene. Who is that? She was uh, X-23 in Wolverine, or in Logan. Oh. Oh. How old is she now, though? They could do that. They could do that as a young, yeah, as another person with those powers. Um, Hugh Jackman. We'll <laughs> replace Hugh Jackman. This list is bad. Disney dump trucks, man. I just need, I just, yeah. I, Here's I the think... one that's going to be... I know this is going to be the gun. Jai Courtney. Oh, no. you're absolutely right. That sounds terrible. That would be terrible, though. Yeah. Um, Anson Mount, who I don't... I guess he was... Oh, he was um, the the lead in uh, in Humans. Uh, Luke Evans. Aiden Turner. Wow. Which one is Luke Evans? This website must be shit. Oh, yeah. No, come on. Shut up. Uh yeah, uh Luke Evans, he was Gaston. And Oh, oh so he was in some of was, the Fast and the Furious movies too. He was Owen Shaw. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. Scott Can. If they said Tom Hardy was no. Wolverine, 
Okay. Yeah. I'll, Anybody I'll else? Jason Momoa. No. What? He's tied into DC. I was going to say, that's not, what are these idiots talking about? Taylor oh. Kitsch. Oh, let's not. Jensen Ackles. Who's that? I don't know. Bob, get off, get off that. Charlie website. Hunnam. No. I mean, if you're going to go with a Charlie, go with some unexpected casting is all I'm saying. And they're, they're picked for number one to replace... Hugh Jackman. Tom Hardy wasn't number one? Tom Hardy was number 15. Oh, so these people are idiots. Richard Armitage. Who's that? That's based solely on the facial hair. <laughs> he was um, Thorin from the uh, Hobbit movies. I, I love that you know that just off the top of your head. Yeah, well, yeah, I don't know. I don't remember important stuff. I remember stupid shit like that. <laughs> Yeah, no. I yeah, that's a bad website. The, yeah, it's not a good website. Tom uh, Tom Hardy can do anything. Tom Hardy is one of those actors in my mind who can do no wrong. Correct. So, I don't know. I'd cast him as something else though that doesn't have baggage. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I yeah, I don't know who you. You know, go you with. know who he should be if they bring back Fantastic Four. Fantastic Four. Thing. He should be the thing because he yeah. can act under prosthetics. Yeah. He still has that presence despite having stuff on his face. Yeah. I'd be into that. What I would imagine they're going to redo the Fantastic Four. At some point. Yeah. Well, they're going to well, redo everything. You you have two Marvel franchises that are huge in the comics that have just not had success in the movie or that are not doing well in the, in the movies, at least since... Um, you know, Fantastic Four has just been terrible, um, and X Men has kind of been wavering. Eh, those first two in the new with the new people were good. Yeah, and then but the, uh, not, whoa, 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 whoa. First Class is a good movie. Yes, First Class is good. Days of Future Past is fine. Apocalypse is terrible. Bad. We only watched like half terrible. Of it, so I yeah, and then so and, it's Dark Phoenix now, right? Yeah. Okay. So you've well, but you've got. And neither franchise has been integrated into the MCU at all. So you've got a huge potential uh, with two very popular Marvel franchises that if you put it in the hands of the MCU people, you know, could yield a big return. Oh, for we'll them. see what ends up happening. I, I just want one time since we're doing the fan service thing in these movies. You, once you've already established like a new group of X-Men or something... Have the Avengers and one in some new Avengers movie just getting their asses kicked or something. And the X-Men show up to fucking save the day. And then the X-Men theme song from the cartoon starts playing. Fuck yeah, man. I would that would be another one. I'd lose my shit. I'd be so happy. I'd be like, thank you. Someone has a clue. Someone figured it out. That's one of the best like theme songs ever. Oh yeah. That was that was high quality shit back in the day. That's like the, the you know what else I thought of when they when he said I am Iron Man again the uh, theme song for the Iron Man cartoon. You remember that? No, I don't actually. You should look that up. Oh, look it up. I hear that and I think of the. Well, right the right. the of course him originally saying it at the end of the first movie. Well, no, and then going right into I the, the like the riff from the song, but no, nah, it was good. So anyways, to wrap it up, I would give it a solid seven or eight. Bob? 
I'd be closer to an eight, I think. I thought it did a, for what it was. Seven and a half, I'll say. And for everything that it had to do and to tie up and give those characters that were on the way out a solid farewell, I thought it did a very, very good job with something that could have been a horrific mess. Yeah. And we predicted would be a like a bit of a mess. Mm-hmm. I think we talked about that with Infinity War too. We thought it would be like mm, it's like a lot of things going on here, and then you're introducing time travel and shit into the mix. It, like there was potential for this to go very wrong, but it was pretty solid. Yeah, I agree. I put I put it. I, I think I'd go a little higher, probably like eight point five. But uh, you know, it, to me, it did get it, part of the influence for me is just. The capping of 22 fucking movies, you know. It's impressive what they did. You know, James Bond, there's been, there's gonna, there's been 24 James Bond movies. There will be 25. That'll be Daniel Craig's last. Um, oh, yeah. getting old, guys. Uh, Idris is getting old. But, you know, they've done 22 movies in 11 years. Uh, not very many you know, big missteps. I would argue the only real stinker is the dark world. Yeah. And, you know, and they've, they've told a coherent story and it was fun. It's been a great ride. Um, so that, you know, so if you, you think about beyond just this singular movie and what they've done, it's one of the greatest achievements in filmmaking that, any studio has achieved mm-hmm. at all you know period i would agree with that i just thought of something else why was nick fury basically not in this movie he was snapped what was he gonna do in the final fight i'm just saying zero lines he could shoot some people he has a gun Colson should have been at that funeral too, but I digress. I thought about that last night a little bit. I was like, they could have brought him. Like, is Colson still on that show though, or is Colson like dead? Dead. I haven't seen the last few seasons um, of Agents of Shield. Kill that mouse, Bob. Do you want me to say? I'm probably not going to end up watching it, so you're I fine. I seem to think he is dead. Okay. Or something happened i can't remember i know in this new season he's a bad guy now but it's it's going to be like some alternate version of him or something i can't i think it's one of those where like he's dead but they're going to keep using the actor in a different role oh like they did with ward yeah which was way better for that character so yeah um but yeah i can't remember if he's dead or where the timeline would be that makes sense that he wasn't at the funeral i i do think it sucks that they never revealed to Tony that he survived. It seemed odd to yeah, me. Right. But what oh, are you going to do? But yeah. So you I mean, if you want to see this movie, you have seen this movie. So Well, every literally every person on planet Earth has seen it you already. You really don't need us to recommend it for you. So. But Get that mouse pop. Kill it. I won't I won't even be mad. That mouse is fucked, because the he the mouse has to go past his crate. In well, there's order- nowhere to go. Yeah, so that mouse is just either gonna. So they're stay- coming from there. Yeah. Because all the other ways he can get out, we plugged up. So. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Look, Bob the dog. He's in predator mode. Oh, he's like, hey. He's watching. 
Th- that mouse just has to hope that you know Bob the dog gets distracted, which is on block guaranteed. Um, distracted right now. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a bird outside, guys. Hey guys, did you hear? You can't. You you, you are not permitted to bet sixty nine dollars for Final Jeopardy. Because it's a sex position? Yes. Come on, Trebek. Tighten up. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> Damn it, Trebek. Your mother was a screamer. <laughs> All right. I don't got anything else. No, I don't either. Hug yeah. me. Hold me tight. This has been a Puma Knife production. <laughs>